Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, Chapter 3. John was doing what every spirit-filled Christian, every spirit-filled servant of God is to do. Point others to Jesus. He knew and acknowledged that God was calling the shots and it was his place to simply direct them to Christ. Now it was clear that John, he knew his calling. He was clear about his calling. He knew his place in the grand scheme of things. You know, when we don't, problems are going to ensue. I mean, many churches, including this one, have lost a lot of people through the years who have departed because they failed to grasp that critical personal truth. We can never truly experience the fullness of joy that's available to us as children of God unless we're clear to our calling and to our personal place in life and then yield ourselves to the Lord to be faithful to that calling. Verse 29, and he, or excuse me, he who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, my joy is made full. He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is... Uh, from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. Now John, he wanted and needed to be nothing more than a friend of the bridegroom. He was just happy to be invited to the wedding. It mattered a little to him what part he played, so he served in the announcements and the invitations and the wedding preparation. And the bottom line here was that he wasn't the groom. No, his job was to point to Jesus. Now up until this point, John, no doubt, had had a great following. The people, they saw John as a prophet of old school characteristics. I mean, they hadn't seen one for 400 years at this point, so he was a welcome arrival. John was the last of the Old Testament prophets, the heralds of the coming king. Many still wanting just the prophet prophecy today, without that fulfillment, would try to receive Jesus merely as a prophet. Yet Jesus was more than the word of things to come. He would rather, he was rather the word of things fulfilled. He was the final sacrifice, the end of the priesthood, as all believers now have become priests. The whole purpose of John's ministry was to bring glory to Christ. What's the purpose of yours? John, he wasn't coming out as a learned preacher or some dynamic evangelist. No, no. This wasn't theory. He was teaching from experience here. What he spoke about, he spoke as a first-hand witness. He was there when God created the heavens. He was there when the earth was judged and subsequently flooded. He was there when Moses passed through the Red Sea. Joshua marched around Jericho. Jeremiah proclaimed God's judgment. Jesus was more than a prophet. 
Now, he was a witness of God's grand plan. He was and is God in flesh. So, what made this man John the Baptist tick? I mean, he sought no glory, no power, no material gain. In human terms, he never achieved greatness, nor even new worldly fame at all. Perhaps it is found in the words of the angel Gabriel when he spoke to the father of this young John the Baptist, even before he was born. In Luke's gospel, chapter 1, verse 15, the angel said, and I quote, He will be great in the sight of the Lord. Like late missionary giant Hudson Taylor once said, Dear friends, I am the little servant of an illustrious master. What he has seen and heard, verse 32, of that he testifies and no one receives his witness, he who receives his witness has set his seal to this, that God is true. Now, John's disciples, they were willing to follow him, uh, but not the Messiah. Now, that may sound strange, but you know what? It happens actually all the time. Many only want human leadership, and, and they reject the heavenly and the deified. They seek the camaraderie of men, like a religious club. But they'll reject the Messiah who would rule over them. Or maybe it's disbelief. Maybe it's just a pull of the flesh. But whatever the reason there will always be those who will not receive the testimony of Jesus Christ. But you know, those who have received his testimony, they, or we, certify that God is true. Man keeps searching the world for the truth, for proof of, God, proof of God's existence, for evidence that he is real. But they never seem to look at the greatest confirmation God ever gave us. That'd be us. Look around and see the lies that have been changed, transformed. Only thing that ever did so, we certify that God is true. Verse 34 of our text says, For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. One who believes in the Son has eternal life, but one who disobeys the Son won't see life, but the wrath of God remains in him. Now, it's not as if we are without guidance and direction. God has sent his Son as his emissary to speak for his Father the words of his Father. Verse 34 says, God does not give his Spirit by measure. What does that mean? Well, it means that the Holy Spirit of God is not like, you know, liquid where we can just have a quarter glass or be half full. He is either with me or he is not. And there is no in between. Whether we believe it or not, whether we love and follow him or reject him totally, it doesn't change the facts. We are the testimony to all things. All things have been given into his hand. John ends his preaching assignment on this earth by throwing down the gauntlet. We all must decide. 
We each must make a decision. He who believes, he who commits himself to the Son of God has, not someday, but today, has everlasting life. No one who does not shall not see everlasting life. In fact, according to the text, they'll never see life. Oh, not the breathing kind. Because if you can hear my voice, we all are alive. But you know, few of us are truly living. The rest are dead men walking. He who doesn't believe, well, they've been judged already, says John 3.18. For the wrath of God abides on these. We must note the careful language. Such wrath does not visit these folks. No, it comes and it stays. It does not wait until the judgment and eternal punishment of hell. It comes and stays now. It is what the unbeliever refers to as life. The child of God? Well, he or she simply wants more than that. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.